All right, the ACC tournament for the men's side is in full effect, and we have now are on our way to the semifinals. We've got some great games to go over. Let's talk about the heart of some of these teams that were trying to play spoiler. Boston College, man, fought to the very end. All the games have been pretty interesting. No flat. Syracuse without Buddy Bayheim. Did Duke really have a game of runs, literally? Let's talk about it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining Jersey Drake, Locked On Seminoles hostess in the building. You know how we do on Freestyle Friday. We are up bright and early to make sure we get all of the games from the uh, quarterfinals matchups in. And so we're talking to you about not only those, but semifinals. Jersey Drake, how we feeling? We're feeling good. We're feeling good. It is Friday. I'm here for the weekend. And whew, we got some good basketball coming up today. And we had a lot of good basketball earlier in the week. A hundred percent. It's been a good tournament so far, especially for those that wanted to play spoiler who potentially have ruined hopes for others trying to dance in March. So I think that it's pretty on brand for what this season has been. What do you think? I mean, yeah, like it's been funny <laughs> because I remember like Wake. I, I wore the Wake Forest hoodie last show because actually I thought Wake Forest, I think a plus 800 dollars to win the conference tournament was a very great value. I thought that was kind of one of my picks. And then they get beat up by Boston College. Like... You know? Bro, the one time I we haven't given them credit all year, right? At all. Yeah. Like we like Alondra's one. We like Steve Fordwell. There's always something like they felt hella fraudulent. But no, I didn't listen to either of us the past few, you know, month and a half. I put my money on them. And now not only I lost my money to you twice, I now wait for us. I'm about to send them a bill too for that bet because whoo. It's just, it's, it sucks to see because like that was the second best team in the conference and now yeah. You're not even going your second weekend in the entire conference tournament. That's just that's sad. Yeah. Well, you know, they always say follow your first mind. And so we knew what it was. We just decided maybe they're showing us something different. And they, in fact, did not. But let's start with the first game here. Duke and Syracuse. Duke winning 88 to 79. The score looks a little bit wide, but it was close pretty much the entire game. The Blue Devils played it close. Syracuse took many leads, but then ultimately it was Duke who ended up with the win. You hear in the post-conference that Coach K said that some of the players had the runs. Okay, they have food poisoning, but we all know what that means. They've been throwing up, but whenever there's throw up and food poisoning, there's a little bit something else. However, felt like an excuse. Without Buddy Bayheim, you saw Jimmy Bayheim come in and rain buckets. He wanted to play with his brother one more time. You you I, knew that. <laughs> I was just about to say that tweet you said, like, yo, Jimmy wants to keep riding. I was like, I think it's what Jimmy would play at the University of Rochester before he's a grad student now, actually at Syracuse. And then Buddy Bayham was suspended for this game after his actions in the Florida State game. So it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's an excuse. Like, we, I understand, like, with a player, when they have food poisoning, I, I mean, I've played through something like that. It's, it's not a good time. But then it doesn't excuse, like, I guess Paulo Benchero having 10 points. And then, I mean, I don't know where, like, I'm, I'm working. And then I see a text message, like, you know, like, are you watching this Q's game, Duke game? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought Duke was going to blow them out. And then I'm like, oh, oh, we got a game here. Yeah. It's actually going through right now. But then, you know, you know, Wendell Moore, like, we talked about him a lot. We're like, why take the last shot? Mm-hmm. Wendell Moore is the reason why they won this game. He almost had 30 points. Facts. I mean, the kid was out, out of his mind. I think it was four of 10 from three, you know, like from four of six, you know, inside the paint, too. So, like, that to me, he played a hell of a game and kept them in it to probably not be upset by Syracuse because for some reason, Syracuse, like, They'll play like average the entire year, but then when March hits, 
it just turns on for them. Yeah. Jim Beheim and the boys. Absolutely. They needed a couple more games where they could have a postseason. And we know it's pretty much a wrap for them. And it sucks that Buddy had to go out like that. But at the end of the day, canceling on people. So that is what it is. There's all that back and forth about that that we talked about on yesterday's show. If you have not had a chance to listen to it, strongly encourage you to do so. We had Tyler Aki of Locked on Syracuse there. Buddy Bayheim into his career. But more importantly, I think from a Duke standpoint, I expected more. And I, I've been going hard for them. I said they were going to be on a tear. They're going to come in and rip through anybody in their way coming off that Saturday loss. They're going to be on a vengeance. But they're playing with tight tails. Like, they cannot loosen up. I don't know what it is. But as much junk as I talk about Carolina being soft this season, I'm starting to feel like Duke is right there. I was about to ask, like, maybe it's starting to sink in that, like, at the beginning of the year, it's like, okay, this is Coach K's last year. Let's have a good time. Let's do the best for him. But now it's like, oh, this is Coach K's last year. We're almost to the end. And yeah. they're just trying to find every single possible way not to f- this up at all, period. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we've yeah. do- we joked about it at the halftime where basically, you know, you got Jay, you got Jay Will, JJ Reagan to come like, hey, boys, y'all not messing this up for Coach K. Like, this yeah. is like, this is our guys. This is the reason why we're here for a lot of stuff here. So it's like, maybe they're just starting to be like, the pressure's getting to them. And you look at the minutes usage for like, Paulo Benchera, 35 minutes. Wendell Moore, 39 minutes. Trevor Keels, 36 minutes. So it's like, it's a lot, man, for these yeah. kids. Yeah, so and like I it's- hate that for them because at the end of the day, like, yes, Jay Williams was a legend at Duke, and yeah, J.J. Redick and Christian Lehner, all those guys were there, but they never had to play for Coach K in his very last game after 40 years of coaching, 100%. right? <laughs> so that's a different kind of pressure. I don't care who you are, how great you were in college, knowing what's on the line and trying to leave this man with the best, you know, outing, parting ways as possible. God, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, people put too much pressure on Duke already, but don't let Coach K get embarrassed after he was on his retirement party. And we talked about that. I've talked with so many friends, especially here locally in the Triangle. I feel like he played that wrong. He should have never had all of that pomp and circumstance during Saturday. He should have done it on Friday, had a nice ceremony, brought all the players back, take all the pictures you want, have all the time you do that. And then Saturday should just have been about the game. They screwed that up. And because you had that post thing afterwards, it was just too much. Didn't he say at the beginning of the year he didn't want this entire you know run a, runway tour and everything else throughout the entire year, and then he does that? Like I'm listen, the man has earned the right to actually celebrate how uh, sure. basketball is basketball, right? But when you do that against your your hated your most hated rival, one of the most heated rivalries in, in all of collegiate and professional sports, y'all don't think that Hubert Davis and the boys like felt some kind of way about that? Come on. I mean, I know you felt some kind of way seeing that. You're like, you know, like, listen, uh, that's it had to be him. <laughs> no, no, no. You love it had to be him. I think he hated it. I personally him. love that they spoiled it, but yeah. I, I feel like they set, they set themselves up because they saw the first outing and, well, let's start one. They always had that plan to do that on that Saturday. Now, why they chose mm-hmm. to do that again? Crazy. Number two, the way you said you didn't set up your players to be successful, I think, in terms of game preparation, you go back and regret it. You should have never had all of that going on. But even now, again, carrying that into the Syracuse game, I thought after getting embarrassed at Cameron the last game, they would have had tunnel vision. They were going to go full throttle, no breaks, all gas, no breaks. That was not the case. And now I feel like having to go against Miami here today, it might be a closer game than people think. I mean, Miami beat them already, didn't they? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And Larry Nega not playing, you know, it's going to be like a uh, Bayheim light. Okay. 
He literally looks like him. Like he blinked twice. <laughs> he and he's like, dude, like him, actually, that's so fucking so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Bayheim light. So like, I really truly feel like it could go down to where Duke is eliminated in the semifinal matchup. But that's you know that's where we're at now. Quickly, Miami and Boston College. Miami pulling out the win, seventy-one sixty-nine at the final play of the game. Yeah, you just you hate it for Boston College, who had been playing really well, but positive vibes. I mean, Earl Grant definitely got you invested halfway thinking about, all right, Boston College next season might do a little something. I think they might. I mean, I yeah. think I mean we all assume that they would win like what two games, three games this year? Kind of like that infamous video you saw a few years ago where the player was asking, you know, what was your best, you know, memories of playing here? Going out to eat together, which was kind of both sad and also like damn, like it's how close he was with the teammates. But I mean they played a really good game. Brevin Galloway Zachary and Langford Jr. actually probably led the way with scoring too as well. But then this Miami team, like we've said all year, is they're sneaky good, man. Like I love Cameron McG- I mean, I said Cameron enough love for Cameron McGusty and Isaiah Wong. Wardenberg too, almost like double digits, double figures too, with double double there. So to mm-hmm. me, this is a Miami team that Larry Nega, he got them boys playing now because he was probably yeah. coaching for his job at the beginning of the year, right? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like they, because they were probably ooh, there's a lot of stuff going on with Miami Athletics right now. But like that was one thing that where they were. They were not living up to their standard that he had met a few years ago. But now, like, this is a team that they could win out this entire thing. Yeah. And if they win out this entire thing, they might get a favorable seed. And that's a team to watch out for in the tournament. And I hate, hate <laughs> having the prospect of me covering a, a, a good Miami battle team with a deep run in the March Madness. Yeah. What's even worse for you is because your team's not even going to be there at Florida State. We're discussing this, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna cut you right there. We're just not we're not having this conversation today. We are not gonna talk about it. We're just gonna let the season be what it was. We're just gonna move on. Listen, I totally get it, but we have more games to cover here. It won't be Florida State, but I want to remind you guys that this is the season where it's time to always make sure your health is in order. March is certainly rolling on, and you want to be able to watch these games and feel good about what you're eating. Strongly encourage you to hit up Built Bar. All Built Bars are 100 percent covered in real chocolate even their puffs that marshmallowy protein infused marshmallow if you go to build.com and scroll right down to the macro chart you'll be blown away high protein low calorie high fiber and low carbs 130 calories four of grams of sugar and four net carbs look you are set up for success if you're trying to get right during this march madness mint brownie coconut almond all this delicious flavors every new month there could be a new treat for you so you got to go to build.com use promo code Code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're rocking and rolling here with, I almost said JJ Jackson, Drizzy Drake, Locked on Seminoles podcast because we were talking about Duke and had JJ on the brain. Make sure you hit up Locked on Blue Devils podcast. I'm sure he has a lot to talk about as we are rolling through these ACC tournament championship matchups but let's talk about Virginia Tech and Notre Dame Notre Dame being the number two seed and ultimately showing why they have been fraudulent all season 87 80 victory for the Hokies I knew that Virginia Tech was decent you knew that they had the senior leadership to be great but Storm Murphy Aluma Mutz I mean those guys were balling yesterday yeah they were really damn good and this is a Notre Dame team that I thought like they kind of had won me around a little bit, but yeah. it goes to show you that now, like, it's conference play doesn't matter. I mean, it's also a Notre Dame team that, like, it feels like they probably would still be in the tournament even with this kind of loss, right? Like, this is a yeah. team like, with a decent enough resume, enough wins in conference play, too. And then they have, you know, two softballers in Lazuski and Ryan, too, who still performed really, really well yesterday. But then Virginia Tech, I mean, they just shot 
they made almost everything when they're from the field. I think they were 24 of 35. So they were basically over 60 something percent. So that's a team that just shoot or shoot. And they made all their buckets with that. That's something you kind of need, especially in conference play against a team that probably you were picked to lose to. But then you pull out this upset. And I think today they play, they don't play Miami. I think Miami plays Duke today. They play North Carolina. They play North Carolina today. That's right. So to me, that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting game. But this is definitely a big win for Junior Tech for their March Madness hopes. A hundred percent. And I think they're on the bubble of being some of the first, last four in. So we'll certainly keep our tabs on that. But winning certainly helps the matters. Now, North Carolina picked up a very easy win uh, over Virginia. Don't just sit here long on this one. But to me, Carolina might be peaking at the right time. They're starting to feel a groove. They're still messing up mildly on that uh, backcourt play. But ultimately, I'm like, you're doing enough to where those mistakes are hidden. And they're, they're a little less than they usually are. That's why I love college basketball and baseball because they're so much similar to me because there's something that about what you just said, getting hot at the right time. Whenever there's a playoff push in baseball, you can just see a team that team that was probably you know hiding all their flaws, but then they start clicking. The pitching staff is doing well, hitting is doing well, clutch hitting, you know, at bats, running, running scores, position, all that stuff. And then basketball too, where if you get hot towards the like you know the end of February, the middle of March, and then you just carry that over to the tournament, y'all can make some noise. And then you know, North Carolina came off that big Duke win. Yeah. And that's something that definitely they loved doing that with everybody in attendance with all the pomp and circumstances that were occurring at the, actually at, you know, Duke. So to me, that's something that's it's a team to watch out for. I mean, they play yeah. Virginia Tech, who I don't think they'll have another shooting performance like they did, like they just did, because that was yeah. very, you know, not out of character, but that was, it's, it's not sustainable. So yeah. to me, North Carolina, they beat up on a very overrated, very slow Virginia team which is probably the perfect, you know, little appetizer before going into semifinals today. Yeah, and, you know, I think that I was personally expecting Carolina to lose today. I would have been fine if they did lose today because I'm thinking, like, you don't got to do nothing else for me. As a, as a grad, I'm just proud that you guys, you know, ruined Coach K's party. But I love to see the fact that you're not letting – you're not getting hung up on that win and you're not saying that is your, quote-unquote, national championship of the season. You're saying we want more – we want to finish out the year with having a good tournament run, both for conference and for NCAA. So, you know, shout out to them for getting it done. Virginia, on the other hand, couldn't shoot to save their life. 13 points in the first half. It's literally crazy. Clark and company just couldn't get it done. But hopefully, fingers crossed, I think they'll have a really good NIT run. <laughs> shout out to NIT. We'll see you there, too. We'll get some t-shirts out. <laughs> that's that's exactly what's going to go down. So as we mentioned, Miami Duke, Virginia Tech, North Carolina. Let's start Miami Duke. This game, Duke has you know shown itself to be a little fraudulent. Miami, though, same way. Could be a really exciting matchup. I personally am going to side with Miami only because I think there's more fire there. There's more want to. There's more house money where you're like, hey, nobody expects us to win. Everyone assumes Duke is just this big, bad, you know, wolf. But they're showing themselves to be a little bit of some puppies. So I don't know. This is where it gets hard because I do think Miami, they've honestly played the better basketball all year. If you really, really watch it deep, like deep in there. Yeah. I mean, aside from Paulo Banchero, who first, I haven't heard much like discussions about him too. It's at the point now where it's like. It's very I mean, low radar. Very low radar. Yeah. Like, like he's no longer the top kid. I mean, we knew that was going to be Jabari Smith at Auburn. That kid is literally just a monster <laughs> on the court. But yeah. to me, it's just, it's. It's interesting, but then when the one problem I have with Miami is that every time, every game this year, I've noticed whenever they have a chance to finally break into being ranked, whenever mm -hmm. the moment is like it's not big, but it's like big enough to kind of get, creep into your mind, mm -hmm. they just don't perform at all well. And yeah. to me, this is probably evident of a game that it's 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 exactly that. And to me, this is something that 
how bad do you think Coach K wants to do a rematch right now with UNC in the in conference oh, tournament? Boy. Oh, like, and you <laughs> so know, bad. And you know that's lingering back at the players' minds too. So to me, I think Miami, if we're being honest here, is the better team mm-hmm. overall from the entire season. But I have Duke playing in a like a really really like close game. I'm actually winning this out today. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I feel you 100%. The only thing is with this whole, we have, you know, food poisoning going on. I want them to either play well and they not use that as excuse, but if they lose, I don't want them to say that that was the reason. Like just give Miami the credit. Don't say, well, we're battling X, Y, Z. Cause I think that was more of a, we know we might not win the whole shebang. So if we don't win the whole shebang, I just need you to know we got, we're down bad. Because you couldn't even give Syracuse credit. Like, that's annoying to me. No, I know. And, like, drinking Jimmy Beheim played a game of his life, too. Like with <laughs> Game his of his silence. life. That was awesome, man. I'm like, damn. If my little brother did it for me, I was like, oh, man. Right? Like, that, that, that literally would have reminded me. Like, oh, Evis, I needed you. I love you. Shout out to you. <laughs> but, like, it, to me, that it is a built-in excuse. And that's something that one of my problems with Coach K has always been, like, not shaking the hands of people. And, you know, handshake line always, you know, like, giving a teaching moment to kids, you know, when they beat them or, like, yelling at a kid for, I guess, to a little layup at the end of a game. That's always been my problem with Coach K. Yeah. But to, so to me, the food poisoning, I mean, I'm not going to say the kids like as long. I don't think he is. But that's just something that it sucks. And hopefully, you know, the kids are healthy, you know, for the game today. Hopefully they can deal with it, but we'll see, you know, what comes up for game time. But and don't look, use an excuse. Yeah, God don't like ugly, but Carewell, maybe you should shake some hands and not be such a poor sport because you're the first one with the food poisoning. And I'm not saying, but I'm saying, right? You put you could read between all those lines, but I didn't know who Coach Carewell was. I knew who he was as a person and I knew his face. I've seen him on the bench, but I never knew his name until after he had the little scuffle with Coach Davis. And all I'm saying is it ain't that deep. Like grown men here. <laughs> so as if you're talking about leadership and being leaders of men and blah 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 like you got to do what you're supposed to do pretty pretty pretty, pretty plain and simple Leap and yet <laughs> okay talk about it but we also have virginia tech and north carolina I want to talk about that matchup here but first if you are going to get in some betting action for these semifinal games make sure that you hit up bet online it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds contests and player props betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sporting needs and info betonline remains the number one place where you can get sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. So when it comes to putting your money down, Virginia Tech or North Carolina, this is the third time they'll meet. Carolina's won both. It's hard to beat a team three times. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> this is a toss-up. This yeah. is a hard game actually to pick. But like, um, if the line I think right now is like what pick them is like minus one and a half to minus two maybe. Mm-hmm. Minus two. Minus two, and then I'm assuming North Carolina is the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get so much crap for this. I'm in such a cold, <laughs> cold streak. I'm gonna go with North Carolina. Then I'm. I'm sorry, Candace. I need, I need to get back on. You know. Back on the saddle, you know, get the hostage. Carolina's gonna lose today just because you're doing this, right? Oh, 100 percent I'm sorry, <laughs> but like I ain't sorry because like literally had a, I literally paid for y'all's freaking movie movie theater tickets and popcorn for my bet last week. <laughs> but so to me, like you're right, North Carolina to me, like I go with the team that's getting hot at the right time. And then you look at the Virginia Tech, the entire advanced box score at shooting was really good. 
I just don't think that level of shooting for them is sustainable, especially Ooh. against a better team in North Carolina. And I mean, this might be the game where like Brady, Manic, and Armando Baker are both just you know firing on all cylinders together for one. So that to me, this is a game that I'm going UNC in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's Virginia Tech's third game in a row. They probably got to you know, make sure they re-up on them electrolytes. But I think Armando Baycott and Aluma matchup, that's the one that's been tricky this entire season. It'll be interesting if Aluma you know, gets in his head about it because I think when they both go head-to-head, it's pretty good and pretty fair. But you know, Baycott's definitely been taking his lunch money. Who can defend uh, Storm Murphy? That'll be clutch and key. And can, again, Caleb Love. It isn't asked by him at this point. So if he's playing halfway decent, I think they'll have a good run. So as long as they have tunnel vision that I wish Duke would have, I think we'll be good to go. So when we see, will we see Carolina and Duke in the finals? And will Duke get its revenge? I think yes to the first. <laughs> uh, I think yes to the second too. Um, and that's just something that more like, I just think it's, they have a really, really bad feeling. Not a really bad taste in their mouth from that last game, right? Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, I might be giving Duke a lot more credit than they deserve, and it's probably the case here. So to me, that's something just like it's when you know it's Coach K's last year, but then you end off like his last home game on that note after literally just basically the celebration. It was basically it was like almost on par with like whenever the Royals get married over in England. Like every, all the <laughs> celebrities were coming into town. You got courtside mm-hmm. seats. You got all the all those sort of things, and like it's and you lose on that day. So this is something that's to me like if they both make it, which I think most likely is going to happen, Duke probably will try get will try to have a similar game to the first one. Now I don't think it's ever going to happen ever again, but I think you're going to have a closer game. But you're going to probably see Duke get squeak it out. And I think I'm going to say one last time, um, I need Paulo Benchero to actually show up for the entire game and not be <laughs> under the radar. Yeah. But for me, that's probably what's going to be happening. And, you know, I think that for me, I personally, I know this is, everyone don't think I'm crazy. I'd rather them lose to Virginia Tech tonight, North Carolina, and not have to face Duke. So Duke fans don't have that, oh, well, you beat us in the retirement party, but we ultimately had the Duke title over you. Or I'd rather Miami win, and we don't even have a rematch. I don't want a rematch, right? Because I don't I don't want anybody talking about, so, you know, we, we beat you when it counted. Nope. That retirement party counted. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> like, that retirement party ruining, ruining game was you know, bar none, always going to be the best regular season matchup in my eyes. So I think we should just avoid a rematch and not have to go back and forth because people get really gross. And it's just, I'm over all of that. So it's I'm cool sports. with not, yeah, exactly. People it's are fanatics. Sports. Fanatics yeah. mean psycho. Like a fan is short for fanatic and it means a psycho in my opinion. So maybe we'll see it, but hell go my, go Miami. I know you can't say that, but that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> Yeah, you can do that. You can just say it twice for the both of us because you're never going to hear those words coming out of my mouth. But I mean, you're right. Yeah, fans are just, I mean, we always say we're Crazy. fans first, people second, podcasters third. But like, you know, I'm a fan of all my teams. But like, yeah, like, folks, don't get ugly with this stuff, man. It's a sport. Yeah. It's, it's, they it's can't also help themselves. And they can't. And this is also like, I know they're 18, 19. They're basically young adults. They're still kids at the end of the, at the, end of the day, especially in college basketball where they're fresh out of high school. Don't be tweeting at these kids. Don't be tweet. Don't be tweeting, you know, about them either. Like, please, for the love of God, like, right. Get off of Twitter. Go touch some grass. Go outside for a little bit, man. Like, please, please touch some grass. Oh man, I can't wait for what should be a really good last two, three games. We should say semifinals and finals matchup will go down on Saturday, and we'll have you know tournament winners and selection Sunday. We'll figure out where's everybody going. If people are going, a lot of people are still on the fence about whether or not five ACC teams. We'll make it in the NCAA tournament, but either way, I hope some of our teams go to NIT if they're invited, but you know, I think, I hope five as well get into the NCAA tournament, so we'll have more to talk about. 
I can agree. With, I can agree with that. I hope. That, I also hope that we go because I think actually that we would FSU would benefit actually from a little more conference play because they actually were on a four game winning streak coming in, but then they just got you know the doors blown off them against Syracuse. That to me is like, yeah. hey, you're still a very young team. Just get some more reps in before you know the summer goes out and before fall camp starts. So please, like, I think that's something that we really, really need to do. And Coach Hand definitely needs to definitely needs though a long break after the season because whew, that now I feel bad for the man. <laughs> Yeah, listen, that's very fair and definitely understandable. So we will definitely keep track of all of that. But make sure you guys come back tomorrow at, well, not tomorrow. Come back Monday. I'm sorry. Today's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Come back Monday and get the recap of the ACC men's tournament. And then you'll find out where the men and women will be playing NCAA tournaments. So if you have not yet, please download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you're really ready to talk about some football, Strongly encourage you to listen to Locked on NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, thank you so much for all of your time, and we hope you guys have a great and safe weekend.